Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel dot EU on May the 3rd, 2007. Today I was at the post office, which is a grocery store and a hardware store, and I noticed the newspaper from the local city, the Sudbury Star, talking about a big conference to be held there on sustainable development. Sustainable development is from the United Nations, a term used for the last hundred years since it was the League of Nations transitioning into the United Nations. The plan was laid down a long time ago to guide the people into allowing themselves to be shepherded into a more efficient way of living, a way of living where your life would be run by experts because it was decided that it was just too haphazard and inefficient for individuals to decide on their own future individually. It had to be organized and tidied up, you might say. The old system of picking a mate was to be abolished eventually. The best way to abolish it was to make it unworkable and therefore in the late 1800s people like old Thomas Huxley the professor who championed Darwinism brought forth the theory that free love could be introduced that they could end the bonding process because when you could have as many partners as you want why bother having one and they knew from trial and error and experience and testing that the younger they started children in that direction the more successful it would be that's why they tried to introduce it with uh, cocaine and alcohol in the so-called roaring twenties it didn't come out too well because of the side effects such as unwanted children massive venereal diseases and the building of huge orphanages to deal with the overflow of orphans. So they went back to the drawing board and worked very hard. It's easy to guide science when you're funding it. You tell them what you want done. And they found the birth control pill. They came up with antibiotics to try and treat the more common types of bacterial infections that were caused by promiscuity and then they came out with a long term plan to gradually introduce abortion clinics and make them acceptable to the populace to do that they knew they'd have to work over a period of 60 years or so of steady indoctrination with each intake of school children until it's now normal which it is that's the real type of guidance we live under by the good shepherds H.G. Wells was picked by old Professor Huxley to be a propagandist he was taught at a special school for a little while by the famous professor where they all were given red ties red for the Masonic symbol of revolution when they set up the League of Nations they had the plans to make the world scientifically controlled they wanted an efficient system with a vastly reduced population for the future it was decided that the 21st century would really kick it off in the meantime they had to work and market ideas to the general population generation by generation to get them to accept the final changes this has been done successfully through countless years of propaganda on nature programs, the so-called debates, which were never free debates, they were 
planned debates, guided debates, to bring us to conclusions of the fact we're just there's too many of us and we can't go on living like this. Those at the top use the evolutionist theory of survival of the fittest something which was designed for psychopaths to feel better about themselves they're well aware they're different at the top they're well aware of their own aggressive nature to get up to the top they're well aware of their ancestors and predecessors drive and ruthlessness to get to the top they know they're different but they believe through evolution they are the best suited to govern and to decide our lives for us all the lesser ones that are left behind in this evolutionary mud pool to reiterate about the League of Nations the precursor of the United Nations it was to be the front to bring in global government they now call it global governance the reason for the slight change is apart from not frightening those who still think they have a nation it's also to do with the fact that it's based on an improved Sovietized system Soviet means rule by councils that also means non-governmental organizations who pretend to speak for the people that's what we're run with and they brought in lots of semi-retired single people and married couples from government agencies placed them in country and town situations who start up the NGOs they're told what to do they're paid money to do it their job is to meet the fine upstanding ones in their communities so they go to the lodge the Masonic lodge is where you find the mayor the councillors those on the school board and every other board that runs your little life around you and your little area this has been going on for a long long time of infiltrating the societies and guiding them and as soon as these fine upstanding it's a Masonic term upstanding the standing stone it's alive, it's moved from the dead it's upright, that's what it means in Freemasonry that's why we say the fine upstanding members of the community whereas those who are still not members are the dead you're laying down so they have no problem in getting exposure in the local media since your local media man will also be a member of the lodge we are living in a guided shepherded system which has been going on intergenerationally like a long term business plan which it is which is taking over the entire resources of the world which is to make you interdependent personally which means you can do nothing independently to sustain yourself to try and sustain yourself independently is to become anti-social an article from parallelnormal.com you'll find Mark Bard has done a very good job of helping to expose the system and what's coming and before I read it I should mention that it is good when you find reporters coming on to champion the people to give some real truth not just the, the partial truths we're given partial truths that you give to the children as we're called it's time that people knew what's coming why it's all happening when you understand all how it all fits together suddenly things for the first time make sense to you and you know the agenda so on Wednesday May the 2nd issue of Parallel Normal I'll read what Mark has written it says prepare to be transitioned 
into your new habitat. Below is a photograph of Paul Raskin, PhD President, Tellers Institute, Director, Great Transition Initiative. This is the Agenda 21 initiative, or one of the parts of the many branches of it, which are leading us into the new sustainable development, where the big corporations who are also own the politicians will be your new feudal overlords who will tax you into the ground for every morsel of food you eat, for every drop of water you drink, for every BTU of heat you create, and for everything you need to live. Now Agenda 21, with all its wonderful little marketing ploys, remember, has a a nefarious side to it because the gongs have been bashing for a long time from the top ones who run the system about the vast reduction of population necessary for a sustainable world. Beneath the photograph of Paul Raskin, it says, Paul has a plan for you. It may require a vast array of policies and regulations and heavy taxes. However, one of the backers of smart growth, I love that smart growth, intelligent growth, plans for major cities envisions a global great transition of humans into concentrated population centers, which I call concentration camps, personally. Transition is one of these fuzzy words of which came out in the 60s when families were breaking up and the government gave out these families in transition organizations to help them break up. Transit, remember, means to convey, to move something from somewhere it is to somewhere else. So the great transition means changing and conveying us from one grazing field to the concentrated grazing field. Really, that's what it means. To continue with the article, Paul D. Raskin, director of the Boston-based Tell Us Institute. Tell Us is interesting, isn't it? Tell Us. There's also the Tell Us phone system, which listens to all your conversations. That's what's called Tell Us. You tell them. Tell Us Institute expects people to resist the great transition. Yes, they know there's going to be resistance. When all the great forces of law are unleashed on the public to force us into it, to continue, that's why intergovernmental organizations and transitional corporations must create a marketing campaign to inspire people and to seize the public imagination, Raskin says in a video at the Tellers website. I believe you can download the video, the propaganda video from Raskin, who's really a rascal. The problem of a pushback from a reluctant populace was echoed by Rappaport Institute director and Harvard economist Ed Glaser in a Boston Globe article this week. See excerpt and link below. Both Raskin and Glaser contributed to what is now called Metro Future. Ah, Metro Future. A smart growth initiative for Greater Boston that will shift growth from remote new suburbs to existing town centres according to the globe. Now, remember, the hype has come from the UN over the years on the urban sprawl. Urban sprawl. It was just too untidy. They want us all into the shifting from urban sprawl into to the crowded town centers, actually, the new slums of the, the future for the masses of the people. But it won't last long because once you're in there, depopulation will start rather quickly I'm sure to get back to the article a large group of financiers and institutes the Kraft family you see these foundations you see this is, the, this is what even Weishaupt talked about and the Pope of Freemasonry General Albert Pike talks about the great foundations would be the leaders they would grab all the money be the wealthiest 
institutes on the planet and they would dictate the policies to the people he even said the great nations will come to us for their kings and queens and leaders the Kraft family and the real estate tycoon Dick DeWolf that makes me feel fuzzy DeWolf, they love their names are also members of the Metro Future Initiative Metro Future, and sounds good, fuzzy, nice, warm human friendly Metro Future Initiatives similar smart growth plans are underway in Chicago Pittsburgh and Baltimore as well as in Utah Central Florida and the Midwest all of the plans are directly linked to the United Nations plan to create habitat areas in which human consumption and labor can be more easily controlled and you thought you lived in democracy didn't you I'll read that latter part again here All of the plans are directly linked to the United Nations You know the United Nations has all the PR jobs of They take photographs of troops handing chocolate and bread out to children In the countries they've just gone in and flattened And bombed to pieces And you thought it was all to do with creating world peace The United Nations plan to create habitat areas in which human consumption that's your food and your water, goods, etc. And labor can be more easily controlled. The controlling of labor. Now we'll jump back to Charles Galton, Darwin, the other big psychopath who spoke on behalf of the club of psychopaths. When he said that we are in the process of creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. Read it in his book, The Next Million Years. Alan Watt has recently been discussing the UN's Agenda 21 which outlines the plans for human habitats at Cutting Through the Matrix and Red Eyes Creations Radio. You will not read about Agenda 21 in any mainstream article about smart growth. For that I recommend listening to Alan's blurbs at Cutting Through the Matrix and his interviews at Red Ice. So thanks for that, Mark. It's good to see people putting out the facts now because we've been fooled for too long as we were loaded down with indoctrinative propaganda through nature programs and world leader types and the, the big world wildlife fund leaders with their nature programs telling there's too many people too many people have had decades and decades of this propaganda preparing your minds for plans laid down a long time ago by the very rich men of the world now beneath this is uh, an article from thebostonglobe.com it's www.boston.com and supposedly written by a Sarah Schweitzer which is may be true, I don't know if it was because there's a question mark behind the name Globe Staff because often get, these papers get given articles sent to them by these big organisations, the propaganda pieces that the public are supposed to consume and do consume and this is put out, Metro Future puts focus on suburbs May 1st 2007 Planners mapping the future of Greater Boston want to encourage people to live and work in suburban town centres and cut pollution, water usage, remember that water usage, and traffic to improve the quality of life over the next two decades. The plan is fighting against both economic and political factors that will make this difficult, said Ed Glazer, economics professor at Harvard University and director of the Rappaport Institute for Greater Boston, so they have their little spiel which they'll, they'll work on but they do expect resistance and they've been building up internal armies of specially trained police and multi-jurisdictional task forces that's troops that work with police special forces even the police go abroad and get some practice kicking doors down and killing people and get put back into the police forces again when they come home this has been going on for years and during the 90s it was hotly denied by the governments including Canada 
even though an article came out a couple of years ago that a, a multi-jurisdictional task force was working out in Afghanistan and you saw them dressed up like ordinary soldiers kicking doors down and they just happened to be policemen who will now be back in uniform back home waiting for the resistance they're talking about because they mean what they say now they're on a roll to push the public to tax the public to frighten the public to threaten the public into adopting all the changes from the Agenda 21 and as they implement all of the laws that all countries have signed all your so-called leaders have signed to do with the Kyoto Accord and meet all of the supposed standards not for the reasons they tell you it's because they want everyone off the road there's no need for you to travel in a police type state travel doesn't help them to control and watch and monitor you they'd rather have you all compacted into the cities kind of like the scenes you'll see in the movie Soylent Green with Charlton Heston that's the future that's the, the very very near future the present generation are the ones going through it and I have old Rockefeller talking about that at one of the World Bank meetings when he said this generation is unfortunately the cannon fodder for the plan uh-huh. yeah. that's the world we're moving into now all the building codes have been coming from the United Nations for many years now signed into law in all of your countries and now they will be going after the rural areas and fining you thousands of bucks if you don't have that gutter fixed or that septic system updated which you could never do because they keep updating it you see it's not meant that you keep up it's meant to get you off the land start thinking start thinking so they're going after your water where less is good less is good Orwellian you see and you've got to get taught now to conserve energy conserve conserve is good less is better while they double and triple the cost of that energy because they always profit from the sheep that's what shepherds have sheep for I'll put up a link to this article on my site for those who want to check into it recently I talked about the poisoning scare in the dog food business where they claim that certain dog foods and cat foods have been contaminated with a corn that came in from China that was soaked basically in rat poison that was killing off the animals well I'm reading from a, an older story from www.thecampaign.org which is a campaign for labeling of genetically modified foods this is an interesting little article which may tie into it and this little statement is from by David Gutierrez that was April the 10th 2007 it says here a variety of genetically modified corn that was approved for human consumption in 2006 caused signs of liver and kidney toxicity as well as hormonal changes in rats in a study performed by researchers from the Independent Committee for Independent Research and Genetic Engineering at the University of Cannes in France and it says what you need to know conventional view the corn in question MON M-O-N for Monsanto MON863 is made by the Monsanto company and approved for use in Australia Canada China the European Union Japan Mexico, the Philippines and the United States it has a gene inserted from the bacteria Bacillus 
thuringiensis, which causes the plant cells to produce a pesticide. It will do a lot more than that, by the way, I'm sure, to our minds. But anyway, to continue, researchers fed rats either unmodified corn or diets containing 11 to or 30% MON863 for 90 days. The rats who ate modified corn were found to exhibit signs of liver and kidney toxicity, as well as signs of hormonal changes. Now remember that last part, hormonal changes. Remember what uh, Charles Galton Darwin talked about too in the next million years, ways to to alter the hormones in human beings to make the men more effeminate, less aggressive towards the changes that would come but it would also have an adverse effect on women male rats lost an average of 3.3% of their body weight and their excretion of phosphorus and sodium decreased female rats gained an average of 3.7% of their body weight while their triglyceride levels increased by 24 to 40%. The mechanism that caused the toxicity is not yet known, but it will be known by the big boys. But the researchers say there is evidence that the BT toxin may cause the perforation of blood cells. Remember what the stuff coming in from China was doing. It was causing liver and kidney failure in the animals, hemorrhaging in the kidneys continue they expressed concern that the methods used by Monsanto in initial tests of the corn were statistically flawed and called their own tests the best mammalian toxicity tests available we're all mammals now you see just animals so then they go on about Greenpeace that must get its nose in because they're all part of the whole thing I won't quote that were being lied to from so many sides because they didn't go to such incredible secret work in collusion with governments such as Canada's government where they signed deals between Monsanto and the Canadian government to keep the tests secret including the fact that the Canadians were used as a guinea pigs for all this stuff for 10 years 10 years that they've admitted to how long were they working on this and how many genes did they put into each vegetable? And if you think it was a random effort to make bigger vegetables, think again. They want to alter the people. You want a dumb, stupid population that's not terribly athletic, not very fit to, when you're bringing them through the biggest changes in history into the new system to change the topic once again which is still tied in to scientific techniques which we're about to become very familiar with in our daily lives which although portrayed initially to be used for advertising will eventually be part of the mechanisms to give you and get you used to thoughts coming into your head from somewhere else, an outside source. No, not science fiction, it's old technology. Nick Bigage showed this on the CBC one day. Look up the cbc.archives.ca Look for Bigage on the Wendy Mesler show where he demonstrated old stuff, old technology used by the CIA from the 1950s which somehow he become into possession of he also demonstrated some of this technology to the politicians in the European Parliament who believed that it was possible that some of them were having it used on them voice to skull technology of inducing sound into your head directly into your head is old stuff they've been locking people up for years under schizophrenia you've heard voices and yet here they are a parallel technology which can actually induce it and cause exactly the same effects I wonder how many people they put inside to get them out the road perhaps if they're being naughty or a nuisance to the system old old stuff and this will train you this technology will train you for your chip, your microchip, which will 
take over from that, that you'll be used to hearing voices inside your head when you're shopping and you'll take your microchip and it'll continue from there only more so until you have no thoughts of your own remember that the corporate leaders are all one big company a society the new feudal overlords as Professor Carol Quigley called them and he worked for them as their historian for the Council on Foreign Relations there are no independent international corporations you have the illusion of competition and that's all it is this article is from the Globe I think it's the Boston Globe but anyway this is by Jen Abelson Globestaff April 24, 2007 it says the marketers have your ear and it's really an ad in itself because many ads you don't realize this the public don't realize it but paper companies and media companies send journalists to really do a pro-positive type write-up on certain companies which are in fact a, a whole page of advertising under the guise of an article this is very common the marketers have your ear beam of sound aims its messages by Jen Abelson Globestaff April 24, 2007 advertisers have a new way to get into your head marketers around the world are using innovative audio technology that sends sound in a narrow beam just like light making it possible to direct messages right into consumers ears while they shop or sit in waiting rooms the audio spotlight device created by Watertown firm Holosonic Research Labs Incorporated, has been used to hawk everything from cereals in supermarket aisles to glasses at doctors offices the messages are often quick and targeted and a little creepy to the uninitiated Court TV recently installed the audio spotlight in ceilings of bookstores to promote the network's new murder mystery show a voice whispering hey you can you hear me do you ever think about murder was beamed towards customers as he browsed the mystery section in several independent bookstores in New York for advertisers the audio spotlight is a way of marketing to consumers sending tailored messages without disturbing an entire store with loudspeaker announcements such as Kmart's iconic blue light special the flat disc speakers with precision targeting have made sound possible in unlikely places from Boston's Museum of Fine Arts to the New York Public Library and are increasingly attractive to merchants trying to improve the shopping experience with a peaceful environment major US companies including Procter and Gamble company and Best Buy company are testing the device but is already being embraced abroad some marketers say it is only a matter of time before the technology takes off here advertisers look to capture people I like how they phrase it, they do capture people especially when they are in the buying mood said Tim Bilgore, chief executive of Innovative Media Solutions in London which has installed the audio spotlight in Istanbul and Madrid airports in shopping malls in China and in the showrooms of Fiat car dealerships where messages about product features are beamed to consumers as they approach the cars there are so many vision technologies it can be overwhelming Bilgore said the audio spotlight can captivate people in new ways unlike traditional speakers which broadcast sound in every direction sound from an audio speaker spotlight speaker can be focused directly at one spot so no one else can hear it or projected against the surface so that sound appears to come from the surface itself a doctor doctor my table is talking to me well take this pill dear it'll work wonders for you that's my little quip there you see because this is the kind of technologies I say that covert agencies have had since at least the 1950s that we know of I'll continue here 
And, and then again, before I continue, remember, they can put that writing into your head in a crowd so that only you will hear it, no one else around you. For example, a box of fruity pebbles can advertise its nutritional content heard by shoppers only as they walk by boxes in the cereal aisle. The audio spotlight uses ultrasound to stimulate the air into making sound which is emitted in focused, laser-like beams. Joseph Pompey, the 33-year-old chief executive of Holosonics, began his career in acoustics while working as an engineer at Bose Corporation in Framingham. Now, Bose Corporation makes speakers for audio equipment, have for years. But as the audio industry became fixated on spreading sound everywhere, Pompey wanted to focus on finding ways to direct sound. He left Bose and developed a prototype of the audio spotlight and started the company in 2000 when he was a doctoral student at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That's where a lot of government money is put into, is, is the MIT. And they have, in fact, uh, whole departments there sponsored by government which do nothing but monitor all of us on the Internet. It's a government, public-private corporation. And this is where this little fellow, Mr. Pompey, who might explode like a volcano at any time, I'm sure that's where he was given his instructions to go ahead with this, because this is actually old technology, as I say. It's been used by covert agencies for years. In fact, you can trace it all the way back to Alexander Graham Bell's father, who also was in the same line as Alexander Graham Bell, of working with the deaf. And the father was working on means at that time to create voice-to-skull messages by a similar type technology. Pompey knows that for some people there's a certain creepy aspect to his technology, which is not his, and he even delights in making him mischief with it. At MIT's Media Lab, Pompey said he used to stand on a balcony at the top of a five-story atrium and beam sounds of smashing glass to the ground floors as caterers were working at events to make them think they dropped dishes. He had a lot to play with these toys on the public. For his first demonstration in the campus theatre, Pompey used a speaker to play a John Coltrane album and made it seem as though if Coltrane's saxophone were flying over the audience and whooshing by their faces. He saved $2,000 as a graduate student, <laughs> yeah, right, and began building the business after he graduated in 2002. A year later, MIT's magazine Technology Review awarded Pompey the Top Young Inventor Award. His career was picked, I'm sure, many years before that by higher powers. It's a device that preserves the quiet, Pompey said. There's so much going on, it's sometimes an audio assault. This is like surround silence. Baba Shetty, director of interactive media at Hill Holiday in Boston, said it is very easy for people to filter out visual messages and advertisements. You look, at, you look away or don't pay attention, but audio is less avoidable. It could be a great way to communicate with customers, to communicate with customers. It's two-way, it will communicate with you. Uh, as they shop, he added, but it could also make consumers feel as if their personal space is being invaded. It doesn't do your brand any good if you annoy people, Shetty said. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, <laughs> At T-Mobile dealers in the United Kingdom, the audio spotlight allows consumers to test ringtones without the entire store, knowing that they want to download ABBA's Dancing Queen. The Boston marketing firm Digitus hung an audio spotlight over a couch in the lobby so visitors can hear the company's advertisements playing on an LCD screen. But it's pure quiet for the receptionist sitting just a few feet away. The MFA installed four audio spotlight discs as part of the recent exhibit fashion show Paris Collections 2006. Each designer's collection had its soundtrack playing in its own zone, but the technology ensured music from the channel collection did not cross over to Dior's. Hadi Al-Bara, chief executive of Technomedia Limited, said his firm has placed the audio spotlight in supermarkets for Carrefour SA, the world's second largest retailer after Walmart Stores Incorporated. Technomedia is also pairing the technology with LCD screens 
selling 15-second spots in different aisles for juices, coffee, milk, shampoos, among other products. For the first time, you can deliver different audio messages in different aisles at the same time and yet keep the environment noise free, which opened up the possibilities of new ways of marketing and selling airtime, Albara said. Holosonics is also looking to reach consumers at home. The audio spotlight, Pompey says, has the potential to limit long-running feuds over television volume and musical taste. By that, they mean they can pretty well uh, beam a separate one to each member of the family's head, and you won't squabble over who's watching what on TV. You'll hear exactly what you want to hear for you. You'll be further divided from the person sitting next to you, really. Now, the rest of it, as I say, is just um, all the pros for this thing, that the selling part, that the part you're supposed to think about and want and think, oh, wow, that's wonderful. They don't go on about the negatives. And that's how you, you write an ad for companies as an article. It's all the positives, positives. The only little bit they said was some people might object to an invasion of their, their space, basically. But it will get us all used to having no peace whatsoever. Your thoughts will be coming from elsewhere as you walk through all the different stores shortly, getting you trained and used to that happening because the chip implant will take over from there where you will have no thoughts of your own. This is how we're trained through technology. Nothing is cleared in this world system. Nothing. And this is approved by those who already own the world. And that was from the Boston Globe, boston.com. Slowly, slowly, intergenerationally, we've been guided along a particular preset path, like sheep. They've given us lots of bread and circuses, as Mr. Huxley suggested they do. During the process, we can't tell fact from fiction anymore because of the incredible amount of entertainment that we watch on a daily basis. Even the general talk shows across all nations on the AM radios with their favorite talk show hosts who grab the issues of the day which are in fact predetermined by the top boys that give you the agenda to raise public awareness along certain topics, generally political in nature, to make you along, go along with a new set of laws or rules or something should be done about that and the public jump in never knowing they're being played like fish on a line towards a particular new viewpoint. Nothing new in this, it's just the scale of it that is tremendously huge. The children are indoctrinated with an ongoing upgrade with each intake at kindergarten for the changes they're supposed to expect in their lifetime. It's a scientific system of indoctrination discussed back in the 1930s by Beria, the head of the NKVD, at the World Comintern meeting. I think it was 1934. He said it used to take 70 years, a generation of indoctrination and propaganda to move the public along a certain way of thinking about a certain topic to change their lives, their lifestyles. He says, now we have it down that we can upgrade it and implement changes every five years. This is back in 1934. Today, the child is given his program or her program at kindergarten when they start. And the guy next year will be given a little bit more towards what he'll experience in life when he starts kindergarten. It's a scientific process. That's why you have a national education authority, which is part of the international education authority, which is part of UNESCO 
the system that was set up at the United Nations to bring in a global culture with a trained populace to go along with it, trained through the indoctrination of a common schooling indoctrinative system. That's how it's all tied together. Uniformity, uniformity, one form. And the high, high masons love to form things. In the Middle Ages, you had plagues sweeping across Europe. You had, yes, you had the Jesuits creating mayhem wherever they went for uprisings and to create the backlash from the uprisings to create the solutions. But you also had all the other big parties, the merchants vying for power at the same time. You had knights and mercenaries all employed by the highest bidders. Whole armies massacring and going through Europe, country after country for a few centuries, plundering and looting. And they came to understanding a long time ago, just like the various mafia organization kingpins, that they had to cooperate into one big club that took, that meant the merchants, the mercenaries the lawyers who all worked for them the bankers the royalty the religious leaders they had to come together to divide the loot and plan the big sheep pen of the future because after all they only live on the sheep That's what good shepherds do. In the meantime, they would keep everyone else fighting everyone else, which is the best technique to stop the people waking up to this big universal international club of psychopaths at the top, the pathocracy, or psychopathocracy at the top. They're all fighting each other. It's the greatest technique of division, Divide and conquer goes all the way back to Rome, ancient Rome, pre-Christian Rome, and beyond that even. The trick is to get people to accept a religion, Protestant, Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, whatever it is, give you the leaders who speak for you, who all eventually, if you follow their policies, lead you to another sheep pen which you never saw coming. That's a trick. The gangsters at the top are one big brotherhood that is many, many centuries old. In the Middle Ages, they called them the roving gangs of mercenaries employed by big merchants and banks and royalty, the, the freebooters, because they lived on booty and theft and pillage and rape. They call them societies. The societies had their fraternity. Fraternities. And the fraternities had their secret oaths. Today it's one big society with many little branches with different names, but it's one pyramid with a capstone at the top. They knew they couldn't go on forever fighting each other because it's not so profitable when you have to expend money which you go towards your profit to maintain armies they get the taxpayer to do that today who then plunder and build with a taxpayer's expense railroads, oil refineries and all the rest of it for the private companies to be given as presents the feudal system is well and alive globally this system of Plato and the Republic the guardian class are in control and we've all been brought up in Disneyland by a controlled media that gives us the Wizard of Oz journey 
as we go through life. Most people, from birth to death, through all their trials and tribulations, never wisen up to what's really been going on. Never wisen up. They believe everything they're told. They even fight wars for what they think are the right reasons. They never benefit personally. And they're always disappointed at politicians who just make the wrong decisions, party after party after party. And they're squeezed for taxes as taxes increase massively. And they never figure it out because they're kept in ignorance their entire lives. A scientific system, a more sophisticated form of slavery, as Galton Darwin said. It's here, it's on a rush now for the the habitat areas for the masses, which are going to be the inner cities, the slums, while they're advertising for what will be the new feudal overlords, helpers, all the 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 private bureaucrats that work for the corporations and the governments. They'll have theirs out in the country. They're up for sale now. It's one of the fastest growing markets on the planet for the multi-millionaires. That's where the helpers of the guardians will live. In their ultra-modern separate homes with guards around them and nice walks and parks. While you have the type of city you see in Soylent Green. The movie. I'm not here to give you good news. I'm here to give you the facts Change has always come It's been implemented by those who work For the tyrants at the top When they see their own short term Profit and use to the tyrants Come to an end in the near future They start to Realize that they better start saying something else because they become afraid that they won't be around either. They won't need all of these helpers with this new system. That's what's happened before, and they start to speak out on behalf of the people and for the people and with the people and to the people with truths instead of half truths or happy spins. That's how the general media gives us the bad news. They put a happy spin on it, like the fart tax. And we all laugh and giggle, not realizing they're going to take away your protein supply. Huh? There's nothing to laugh about there, is there? Surrealism works wonders when you're conditioning someone through predictive programming. There will be clashes As certain people will lead the clashes Who are well known They expect them to come They'll come to nothing eventually Except those who try and riot Haphazardly will be Plowed down And used as an excuse to the public See, see, there's crazy people living amongst you We have to implement all of these totalitarian rules to protect you and that will come at the moment they're trying to stir up tension, massive tension between the Mexicans coming in and other Latin American countries into the southern US and spreading northward and getting the residents of the US to become antagonistic and worried and afraid which they are of the changes they see coming and as the little people battle each other the big boys will let it go on for a while until there's utter chaos and then come in with the solutions which will be a better monitoring of every single individual and they'll say look you're not you can't trust yourselves we have to ensure that no one can do harm to anyone else 
So every piece of chaos has a solution predetermined. Don't fall into the creation of chaos. Don't react the way you're expected to react. Don't blindly follow leaders who advocate violence. That's what the big boys want and hope for. Check into Agenda 21, which all your your ha 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 top politicians signed on ha 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 your behalf ha ha ha, and see that everything you need to live has been taken away from you. Your right to have access to those things are being taken from you. Food, shelter. Warmth, clothing, water, etc. Under very good reasons, but not the real reasons. Thanks for all the letters. I'm still trying to get round to answering people. For those who have given me donations, I thank you very much. There's not too many but I know those who have sent who they are. I will get round, I hope, to answering mail. I'm very, very busy trying to do what I do. I don't have the big teams of staff that some people do. I don't carry advertising to sell you fear-based products. From Hamish and myself, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you. Yeah, we back.